Can you just describe the number of different ways that your team had market improvement tonight? Well, I, first of all, I thought we deserved to win the game tonight um, based on hard effort alone. Uh, that we paid the price uh, required uh, to win a game in the second round. Um, our competition level was excellent. Our execution um, level uh, coming out of our own end was very good. We found a way to score, win the special teams battle. I mean, we scored uh, a power play goal. We scored a shorthanded goal. Some of the goals that we gave up were we were a little bit victim of circumstance, two broken sticks, um, face-off coverage we'd like to have back. But uh, in the end, I thought um, our to a man, everyone was more competitive, and uh, we found a way in a tough environment to score seven goals. Um, you know, a, a, on the road in, in a tough building. We, two of them got called back, of course, but we found a way to score seven. Um, and uh, we cleaned up a lot of things defensively. So it's a uh, it's, um, good sign for our group they, as they we move forward. Whistle, Sorry? They just blew the whistle Sorry. too quickly on the Hyman goal. Uh, I think uh, the way it was explained to me is the referee lost sight of the puck. You mentioned better defensively. What allowed you guys to better manage their forecheck and relieve some of that pressure? Well, without getting into too many uh, trade secrets or anything like that, I just thought we worked back to our end uh, in a in much more um, disciplined fashion. Uh, I think there were things we wanted to do on our breakouts that we were able to accomplish. I thought uh, this morning we talked about the ratio of breakouts to D-zone coverage. I thought it was way more into the number where we wanted it to be. When we did defend, uh, I thought we were harder. We didn't spend as much time in our own zone. And that's a credit to the work ethic of uh, everyone on the ice. And, and when we needed him, Mike Smith was there. How do you lean on a guy like Duncan Keith and his experience in a game like this? Yeah, I think uh, if you know Duncan, which I'm sure you do, uh, you know, his, his personhood or his presence comes through in big moments. And sometimes it's um, something as simple as going by uh, the bench uh, during a TV timeout and just saying, hey, we got this, take a deep breath, and uh, we're good to go here. Or sometimes it's making the big play at the right moment. And, um, you know, I can't say enough about Dunks. His resume is Hall of Fame worthy, and uh, he'll be there one day. But uh, in terms of his um, ability to pass on his experiences to our group, can't say enough. How about the way Mike battled there after two? Yeah, I thought Mike was excellent today. Just, uh, you know, uh, someone who, as I said, w when we broke down, made the big save uh, when we needed it. Um, you know, you talk about someone with an unbelievable resume uh, and great experiences to pass on to his teammates. You know, he's one of our leaders as well. He doesn't wear an A, but... You know, he's one of our leaders. Jay, in round one, you talked about little investments to win hockey games. Yeah. Tonight, your team stuck with it. Can you speak about your team's willingness to stay with it, even though some of the things that happened or transpired in the game didn't really go your way yeah. early on? Yeah, well, I mean, we had some things not go our way today, and uh, but I think it speaks to the resiliency and resolve of our group. It's something that we've been working on for the last three months, um, the ability um, to stick with it. Um, I think if you walked in our room, you'd find a group of men that are wholly sure of our message, wholly sure of our game plan, wholly sure of what it takes to win come crunch time. And we have a belief. We didn't feel that we played to that uh, standard in game one. 
we knew we had better tonight we had better and uh you know normally i say i'm going to enjoy it for 10 minutes but it's so late at night right now uh we're going to work to get on the plane as quick as possible get up north and and uh prepare for game number three excellent excellent yeah yeah we talked about that this morning just uh his measure of physicality uh that he plays with his fearlessness to go to hard areas um the way he makes people around him better um but what i saw was a leader who when the game was on the line was prepared to be in a shooting lane um you know when you know when goalies pulled and were killing penalty and you know he was he was out there for a reason and he put his body on the line so that we would win and that type of self-sacrifice is what it takes to win come this time of year. Jim, what did you think of your first unit uh, power play? Were you happy with a lot? Because you got a lot of good looks yeah. and just no finish? Yeah, I thought we thought our power play as a whole scored a goal, a huge goal for our team. I thought that unit created numerous good looks. It didn't go in the net uh, for that group. Uh, but what it did was it sapped uh, and made their penalty killers play big minutes because we were in their end a lot. And it's hard when you're trying to defend those five guys on the ice. I mean, they can zip it around um, really well. And as I said, them, the power play scoring a goal was a big reason why we were able to get seven past their goalie in their building. You want to focus on what you do. You really seem to do a good job of eliminating their defense through the neutral zone tonight. Mm -hmm. What was that change? What did you like about that? It just, they just weren't as engaged or involved as I much. just think our assignment coverages were so much better than uh, we were last game. You know, last game was a tough one to evaluate. If we would have been skating at our level, and um, doing the things that we wanted to do and we got beat, then I would tip my, our hat and we'd go back to the drawing board in terms of you know, tactics and stuff. The, the Calgary Flames are who the Calgary Flames are. They're not catching us by surprise. We know exactly what they want to do. For us, and where we put a lot of our focus on, is on our execution, our understanding of coverages, our work back to our own end. And uh, we felt we had much better than we showed in game one. We showed it here in game two, but as I said, this game's over. We're ready to move on to game number three. I was almost surprised, for lack of a better word, at just how much Connor just continues, continuously elevates his game. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, about that? Like, is, is there anything surprising you about how, what he's doing? Well, I think Connor's the best hockey player in the world. He's willing to pay a price to win. He's driven to win. He has an effect on everybody in our organization with that desire uh, to take his game to the next level. The way this guy's playing right now, it, it's special. And, um, you know, he's, he's driving our team forward. We got a lot of really good efforts from a lot of people tonight. Uh, but certainly uh, the way Connor's playing is very inspiring. Can you explain the decision to put uh, Holloway you're asking me about two players who got the warm-up yeah, tonight? After that game out there? Holy cow. Yeah, no, uh, those two players are part of our team, and they are, um, you know, they're young players. We thought it would be a great experience for them. And, um, you know, especially in this building. Um, and we felt they were ready for it. That's why we did it. How close are they ready to take in the next I think, you know, we have a lot of really good available players to our, uh, that we can draw from. And uh, certainly those two are part of that group. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.